0: Welcome to Day 199, which is so close to Day 200 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with uh, Katie Kresge and Matthew Kresge, and we continue in the very fast-paced, uh, thrilling you know, gospel of Mark as he continues to show us everything that Jesus did mm-hmm. and how it revealed the very character of who he is. So it's an active gospel that moves you know, through the actions of Jesus, and, of course, we uh, are coming off on the heels of you know, yesterday talking about Jesus being the Lord of the Sabbath. Uh, and it's this very beautiful passage where he said, Man was not created for the Sabbath uh, mm-hmm. to go through you know, the motions of the Sabbath and to be restricted by the Sabbath, but to receive freedom in the Sabbath. Uh, the Sabbath was created for us. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you take the whole image of Sabbath, which is entering God's rest, you know, that is bigger than just a single day uh, the rest you know, doesn't come in a single day of the week it comes in the person of Christ who is the, the ultimate Sabbath rest as we rest from our works mm-hmm. so we continue on the theme of Sabbath in, in chapter 3 before we do as always um, so remember that when we come to the word it's a very sacred moment uh, we are you know, as uh, Mark has you know, already pointed out like Jesus, seeking to be alone with God and to hear from Him and to know Him and to have our priorities reordered by Him. So, before we uh, uh, dig into the word, let's uh, offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Kitty, do you mind leading us? I know.
1: Father, we pray just that, knowing that you are a good Father, knowing that you are in control um, and that you that you have revealed yourself to us in your word, God, would you use your word to reprioritize our lives? Um, would you set yourself before us and, um, just continue to show us your heart in Christ Jesus as we read about him and and what he did, um, as he walked this earth and would it change us? So as, as we read your word together as your people, would you change us, God? That's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Mark chapter 3. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around at them in anger and, deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts, said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake, and a large crowd from Galilee followed. When they heard about all that he was doing, many people came to him from Judea and Jerusalem at and the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. Because of the crowd, he told the disciples to have a small boat ready for him to keep the people from crowding him, for he had healed many, so that those with the disease were pushing forward to touch him. Whenever the impure spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. But he gave them strict orders not to tell others about him. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, that he might be with him, that he might send them out to preach, and have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Bonajuris, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He's out of his mind. And the teachers of the law, who came down from Jerusalem, said, He is possessed by Beelzebub. By the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. The house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They're guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived, standing outside. They sent someone in to call him. The crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in the circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother, my sister, and my mother. So we see the continuing authority of Jesus uh, yeah. over over the diseases and over demons mm-hmm. uh, we see the crowds drawn to them some of them hearing and understanding his words some of them just realizing that there there's something unique happening among them mm-hmm. uh, but there's a nice a nice little movement you know, that we come into in, in chapter three uh, we have him going up on the mountain you know to appoint the 12 mm-hmm. and a uh, very rich you a know, symbolism there anytime you hear the word going up on a mountain from a standpoint of a jewish people you're you're thinking sinai how god's initial powerful move with his people through the exodus and gathering them as a people happened on top of a mountain and and when you hear 12 you're always Hmm. thinking of you know the 12 tribes of israel so you have in essence uh in the same way that God formed a people on Mount Sinai and brought them to be his covenant people, a kingdom of mm-hmm. priests, uh, he is reconstituting Israel mm-hmm. in, in, in the Twelve. And it's sending them out to do initially what Israel was called to do, was to proclaim into the coming kingdom.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's, it's giving that passage. same authority to them, to the disciples, to drive out demons. I mean, that's crazy authority that he is... It's, giving to them see you mm-hmm.
0: went you went right to the driving out demons i mean but, but there what three, it says. there three there are three things there that he did and uh, the first is is, is is probably the nicest to be with him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he called the 12 you know to be with him to know him to be in deep fellowship with him and then to proclaim the kingdom and after proclaiming the kingdom to uh Demonstrate the kingdom, yeah. and of course, that's what the signs are. You know, in the New Testament, they're the demonstration of the kingdom. You know that is being proclaimed, and, and so while you see uh, you know, people being freed from disease and freed from, you know, demons, you're, you're seeing the far deeper work. You know that God is doing. You know God is doing in their hearts. So the kingdom is coming, and the kingdom is is opening up.
2: Yeah. yeah, you have to love that phrase. You know that he did appoint them. You know that they might be with him, and and then you think of like you know somewhere around like Acts four, where the people see the followers of Jesus, and they realize they had been with Jesus. They had been with you know, Jesus. One of the marks of, yeah. of those who are following Jesus is that we're with him. You know, it's this isn't just something that we. I, I, I feel like even in the contrast, you know, Jesus appoints the twelve to be with him, but then you have those who are religious or are expected to be, you know, kind of the experts on all things, you know, religion and and the law, and they're out to accuse Jesus. And so you have one sense where Jesus says, I'm appointing a people to be with me, you know, and giving them my authority. And then you have the other people who are just looking at Jesus saying, How can we accuse this man? How can we put him to death?
0: And you have it, and, and this is a technique you're going to find in Mark uh, uh, where he begins, you know, uh, by talking about how his family opposed him. Then you have an episode where the teachers of the law oppose him. And then you conclude with his family you know, opposing him again. And a lot of times Mark will begin, you know, will begin, they call it a sandwich technique, you know, where he begins with one one story, inserts another story, and then ends with a story he began with, which really builds the whole theme of opposition to Jesus. And of course the sad part about it is the opposition is not only coming from the religious leaders who should have recognized him, but his family even more, Mm -hmm. you know, who should have recognized him. And it comes to a wonderful end, you know, who really... You know, is my family, you know, not just those that I was born into, you know, the nation of, and not just those that I was born naturally into, but those who know and do the will of the Father, you know, the true family, you know, the true family of God. Of course, we need to do. We've done a typical Katie. We've gone all the way to the end without beginning at the beginning. Uh, but uh, we all started at that. Yeah, time. <laughs> I did it. I did. I, I, fit, I fell right in there. You in know. A, a, uh, the way this begins is so nice and we've just learned as we said in our introduction you know that Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath yeah. and Sabbath was created for the people of God not the people of God to be straight jack- you know, jacketed into you know, some kind of ritual mm-hmm. uh, they weren't there to serve the Sabbath but the Sabbath was there to, to serve them and then of course you get this wonderful example of it. Uh, there's a man with shriveled hand and of course uh, the teachers of the law are going all right We know he can't resist, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, helping those who are distressed. And and so they're waiting. And Jesus, rather than, you know, just kind of making the casual thing that he does over in a corner, said, why don't you come up here? Mm -hmm. And he has him stand, and he asks a question. What is the Sabbath for? Is the Sabbath, you know, something that is, you know, to, to destroy, or is it something that is to bring wholeness? And in order, you know, to show that it is to bring wholeness, You know he reaches out and he restores it of course the pharisees hate that Mm -hmm. they've so missed god you know that they hate that
2: yeah
1: i think i wrote in my the margin of my bible when i read that passage that um it's just a perfect example of how we can see the principle instead of seeing the person and a lot of times we can do that um i myself can do that where I'm holding on tightly to this principle or this law or whatever it is, um, that makes sense to me. And instead of seeing the person that's right in front of me and how they have been affected, um, by whatever circumstance they're in and Jesus sees the person. And, um, of course he's the Lord of the Sabbath, so, um, he knows exactly what to do and how Mm -hmm. to answer them. But, um, I just think that's a beautiful example for us, of seeing that, yeah. person. and he knows
2: the right understanding of the principle. You know, the, right, exactly. they're hanging on to this idea of Sabbath that is not even the, the true definition of Sabbath. Uh, know, yeah. it, it's their man-made interpretation mm-hmm. of how to essentially regulate the Sabbath. You know, and what they can do and can't do, rather than resting in what the Sabbath yeah. actually was. And, for. And, and of course, it mm-hmm. also
0: gives a picture. You know, not only of the Sabbath, which is the symbol, uh, you know, of the covenant, you know, and, and, and of, of the law, but of, of the entire law Mm -hmm. Uh, the law was not something that we were meant to be straight jacketed in in order to perform Mm -hmm. dutifully all of the you know all the stipulations of the law it is the very heart of God through which we thrive as human beings and uh, I you know when I see this I'm always a little bit convicted because I'm pretty sure given my you know kind of conservative leanings that I would have been a Pharisee Mm -hmm. I'm not going to Tomorrow's, you know, uh, tomorrow's Sunday. Uh, By the way, the Sabbath's on Saturday, just to to help (laughs) you kind of refresh your mind. Tomorrow's Sunday. He could have waited until Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, you know, it was Friday. He could have done that on Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, why is he making a statement about the Sabbath? The reason he's making a statement about the Sabbath is because he's making a statement about the heart of God Mm -hmm. and the purpose of Sabbath and the purpose of law and the purpose of uh, you know, the Holy Spirit coming in us to give us freedom and, and to bring us into thriving. And mm-hmm. now that certainly there are some things that says we should do and we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And we should heed those. And sometimes we don't want to heed those. But we should never lose sight of the heart uh, of the one who is uh, the Lord of the Sabbath.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the kind of funny thing is that he doesn't even, he, he speaks and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't even raise his arm to do anything. So ironically, he doesn't yeah. really work. He just speaks words. Well, that's, but
2: you know, we, we've been talking about Mark is wanting to, wanting us to see the authority of Jesus. And, and we've seen it, you know, where Jesus reaches out and he touches a leper and says, be clean. And we see his authority there here. We see his authority just saying, stretch out your hand. And all of a sudden, maybe the man could never have done that before, you know, mm-hmm. and now he does it. And it's like, everyone sees just by the words. And then, you get um, in verse ten, you know, for he Jesus had healed many, so that those with diseases were pushing forward just to touch him. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get this, and he's preparing us for a story that he's going to tell in in a few chapters. But you know, just by simply reaching out and touching people, you know, Jesus's authority over all of these things is being displayed. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and and so you have to love. To even the contrast between Jesus as the authoritative teacher and the Son of God and then the Pharisees and the religious leaders as those who you know are seeking and grasping after authority and, and they they don't have it I mean they're having to to kind of now partner with the Herodians on trying mm-hmm. to figure out how in the world are we going to kill this guy
0: mm-hmm. yeah and of course it's some you know somewhat sad. You know, because we started, you know, we started the year, you know, by reading you know the Gospel of Luke or we started the cycle reading the Gospel of Luke. We realize in Luke that uh, you know, once you know Jesus' birth is announced, Mary realizes in a really deep way all of the Old Testament images mm-hmm. that are being fulfilled in him. But in this moment, uh, she's she's drawn into doubt. Mm-hmm. In, in this moment, she's lost sight of, of, of who he is as well.
1: You see her humanity. And um, you see, yeah, how easily you can, you can have the wrong idea of who he was supposed to be. And they maybe Mary, I mean, even though she knew that he was a fulfillment, um, she just lost sight of who the Messiah was supposed to be. And he was not fitting that, that picture, even for his family. And
0: again, but, yeah, yeah, Jesus is not going to uh, claim to be the Messiah until he has given new definition to this <laughs> Messiah. And he is mm-hmm. doing it by healing a man with a shrill hand yeah. on the Sabbath
2: we should probably talk about briefly just what is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit I mean <laughs> I get that question all the time
1: people, sure true. let's do yeah, that uh, after next, we're already uh, 45 <laughs>
2: <know>. seconds over <laughs> but I mean because that's one yeah. of those common questions people read it and they say that's I thought true. that I can you know any sin can be forgiven What do you? there's a sin that can't be forgiven and you, you read this and uh, essentially you know we read it in context but we also read it with the understanding of you know Jesus again has been kind of he's been portrayed as the spirit empowered, you know, anointed Messiah who has come. And so a rejection of the Holy Spirit or a blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, you know, saying he has an impure spirit is a rejection of Jesus himself. Right. You know, it's a rejection of what the triune God is doing to bring about our salvation. And
0: it's a rejection of God's work through you know, through the Messiah. Yep. And so he said if you look at me and you know, want to, you know, criticize me on a human level. Uh, go ahead, but if you want to reject the work of God in the redemption of israel, there's nothing there's no left other place for salvation you. And, and of course, obviously, even this sin can be repented of as one turns their heart and mm-hmm. recognizes who he is and the work of God in redeeming um, a people for himself through him mm-hmm. so thank you, man for <laughs> doing that. that's good, yeah. Why don't you uh, Why don't you close us with a word of prayer, which I was about to ask you to do All two right. minutes ago? Do
2: that. Uh, <laughs> Unless there's more problematic passages, we you touch. Would yeah. you go ahead and pray? Let's pray, uh, Father. We thank you uh, for your Word. Thank you for um, time in it again. And we thank you for the way that it continues to to shape us and transform us as we read it. And so, would you um, apply the truths of these passages to to our hearts, um, Father? Would you help us to to see Jesus as more? Um, more glorious than we ever imagined, more authorita- authoritative than we could ever imagine. And um, and Father, would that warm our hearts. Thank you that you um, you love us. Uh, Father, we do uh, confess uh, our, our sin, repent of, of our sin. Um, Father, would you turn us back to you and, and remind us of your goodness and your grace. Uh, we thank you for the grace we have in Christ Jesus. That's in Christ's name, we pray.